Good evening on India Decides, the top headlines tonight. The Prime Minister meets with the Attorney General. He takes control of the government defence a day before the Supreme Court will decide on whether there was government interference in a status report on the 2G on the Colgate scam given by the CBI to the Supreme Court. The Prime Minister met with the Attorney General yesterday to discuss government strategy. Before that, Mr. Vahanvati appears in court tomorrow. The Attorney General also in the eye of the storm because he attended a controversial meeting called by the Law Minister and did not inform the Supreme Court of this. The opposition has asked the Prime Minister and the Law Minister to resign over this. A temporary truce between the government and opposition to uh, let the finance bills be passed in Parliament tomorrow before resuming protests. The truce, however, is that the BGP will walk out, leaving the government time to pass the bills. As Sarajit battles for his life, India asked Pakistan to take a sympathetic and humanitarian view and release Sarabjit Singh to India for the best medical treatment. He's been in prison in Pakistan for 23 years. Even now, the hospital has been treated as a sub-jail. His family, who are currently with him, ask for help and that he be allowed to be brought back to India. The top headlines, but let's go across uh, now to Barkhadath also for that fast-developing story. Barkha, tomorrow, of course, a crucial day for the government, for the law minister, and as the opposition claims, by extension, the prime minister. Interestingly, the prime minister meeting the attorney general on this, because he's been keeping a very much uh, arm's-length distance so far from this controversy. Sonia, you would think that tomorrow is the day that will seal the fate not just of the law minister but also possibly take the controversy right to the doorstep of the Prime Minister's office after the CBI has informed this court uh, that even officials of the Prime Minister's office had vetted one of the status reports on the cold scam. But strangely, the government is clearly on the back foot yet hasn't uh, lost even an iota of its aggression on this particular issue. As we've been reporting, the government from the Prime Minister downwards has closed ranks behind the law minister saying they've got to wait and see what the court says tomorrow. And against this backdrop, the prime minister has met with the attorney general, a meeting called... Uh actually to discuss something else, a meeting called to discuss the government's own affidavit on the coal allocation scam. Remember, this is critical for the Prime Minister. He held the coal portfolio himself from 2006 to 2009. Sources confirming to us that in this meeting with the Attorney General, who himself could be in more than a spot of trouble after he attended that meeting, that the court could decide amounts to political interference in the CBI's work. Sources confirming to us that the Prime Minister at this meeting maintained that the Law Minister had done nothing wrong, discussed what the government defense would be in the Supreme Court that informally the government has even taken on the CBI. They believe that the CBI has been less than fair to the government and the government continuing to arguing that the law minister had every right to meet with the CBI director in the normal course of work and in any case since the injunction by the Supreme Court no such meetings have taken place. So this is very significant. One had thought so far that the law minister was being shielded by the government because they did not want to expose the prime minister. Now the prime minister has jumped right in himself actually monitoring that government defense, opening himself up to more direct attacks from the opposition depending on what the Supreme Court says tomorrow. Barkha, that, uh, that of course uh, will be crucial tomorrow and I say the Prime Minister putting himself in the firing line in a sense. That also, that aggression polls because the Law Minister Ashwini Kumar seemed to be very close to the Prime Minister. So the opposition has really, I think, uh, targeted a weak point to making it clear that if the Law Minister has to go, so must the Prime Minister. So the Prime Minister making it clear that they are linked as well. 
The law minister has often been described as the prime minister's man in the cabinet. In fact, when he was elevated to law minister, it was seen to have the imprint of Manmohan Singh's choice uh, rather than uh, the Congress president to, 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 to make where Ashwini Kumar's uh, loyalties and, and source of power originates very clear to our viewers. But yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, two things have happened here. One is the prime minister's own equation with Ashwini Kumar, which is the personal slash political equation. The other is the fact that his office is now drawn into the center of the controversy for two reasons. The prime minister holding the coal portfolio for three years, mm -hmm. making him vulnerable to anything that is found uh, to be actually lacking uh, in terms of transparency in the policy during that period. And the second is that a PMO joint secretary is now uh, clearly charged with having vetted uh, uh, that uh, status report on the coal scam. And what could be very dangerous for the Prime Minister's office is if the Supreme Court takes a view that now even the Prime Minister's office and officials in the PMO should file an affidavit similar to the one that the CBI has filed explaining at what level those talks with the CBI took place. So the Prime Minister uh, getting into that controversy and oddly because it defies political logic remaining aggressive, maintaining that Ashwini Kumar is innocent. If the court censures him, I'm not sure where that aggression will actually go. Right, Parkhan. Of course, in the meantime, uh, the chaos in Parliament continues. It adjourned again today, but some kind of breakthrough on the finance bills that are pending. That includes, of course, uh, the budget, the railway budget, the appropriations bill. And interestingly, it's going to be passed with a walkout. Is that a truth at all? And is this how bills uh, like this are meant to be passed, making it even more of a farce in a sense? Well, if there's one thing that the white flags uh, that have been raised by both sides after that meeting between Kamal Nath and Sushma Swaraj, the parliamentary affairs minister and the leader of opposition tells you, it's that actually, despite the rhetoric, perhaps nobody wants an earlier election. Remember, if the finance bill hadn't gone through, uh, just on account of political uh, morality and accountability, this government would have had to go. It's interesting to me, and I wonder how the opposition will explain it. They'll, of course, say, and they have said it's to avoid uh, a constitutional crisis but this was one uh, uh, one context on, on which the opposition could have uh, gathered uh, unity, gathered recalcitrant allies and actually brought the government down at the moment just taking a time out as you would in a gladiatorial sport for a few hours walking out of parliament uh, saying that they'll allow the finance bill to be passed without discussion, imagine the state of the economy, uh, imagine at this moment the economy is perhaps the most critical uh, challenge before the country and there is going to be actually no debate on that finance bill and by Wednesday morning Sonia it's going to be absolutely back to square one we already know that this Lok Sabha has seen more disruptions than any Lok Sabha in the history of parliament and what makes it even more ironic is that the opposition and the government routinely debate uh, each other on all of these multiple controversies in our television studios but refuse to do exactly the same inside parliament a travesty some would say of the entire parliamentary process but of course uh, when parliament functioned for a few hours today it wasn't music to the ears for the government especially the prime minister as ally mulayam singh yadav himself a former defense minister went ballistic targeting the government and the prime minister specifically on china mr mulayam singh yadav used strong words saying that he didn't know what the external affairs minister salman khushid was going to china for with a begging bowl he also accused the government of contradicting the army and holding back the army who want to take tougher action on china उन्नीस सौ बासठ के हमले में उससे पहले सन बावन में डॉक्टर रामन ओहिया ने सावधान किया था कि चीन हमला की तैयारी कर रहा मैं आठ साल से लगातार कह रहा हूँ कि चीन पूरी तैयारी कर चुका है अब चीन ने कब्जा कर लिया 19 किलोमीटर अंदर घुसा रहा है अपनी सेना टेंट लगा दिए हैं अब आप यहाँ से भेज रहे हैं मंत्री को 
मंत्री भीख मांगने जा रहा है कि हमें बचाइए लेकिन उसके बाद भी प्रधानमंत्री जी ने कोई भी गंभीरता से सवाल नहीं उठाया और हमारी सेना तैयार थी और आज भी तैयार है अभी आ गया है बयान अब इस चीफ का कि मैं खदेड़ दूंगा लेकिन आखिर बताओ सरकार ने खदेड़ निर्देश क्यों नहीं दिए सबसे कमजोर सबसे कायर सबसे निकम्मा यहाँ की सरकार कही जा रही है इसे आज हम कहना चाहते हैं कि सरकार जवाब दे और तत्काल चीन की सेना को वहाँ से हटाए लाफिंग स्टॉप इसलिए बना है कि हम लोगों को देश को ऐसे एक गुणवान प्रधानमंत्री मिले हैं जिसमें चीन जो चाहे वो कर रहा है मालदीव जो चाहे वो कर रहा है पाकिस्तान जो चाहे वो कर रहा है दिल्ली की सड़कों पर जो चाहे वो कर रहा है और प्रधानमंत्री खामोश हैं इट्स फोर्टीन डेज सिंस द चाइनीज आर्मी एंटर्ड इन टू नॉर्दर्न लद्दाख इन टू वॉट इंडिया कंसिडर इट्स ओन टेरिटरी एंड सेट अप अ पोस्ट दे हैव रिफ्यूज टू बज सो फार टूडे एंग्री मेंबर्स ऑफ द ऑपोजिशन फ्रॉम द लेफ्ट द बीजेपी द एस पी एंड द टी एम सी demanded a statement from the prime minister explaining new delhi's stand tomorrow the parliamentary standing committee on defense will be briefed by the defense secretary and military officials they are most likely to maintain that the incursion is a localized affair and best handled diplomatically on the diplomatic side the visit of external affairs minister salman khushi to china and the chinese prime minister's visit to india later in the month of may continues as scheduled in new delhi with Sandeep Phukan and Nitin Gokhale Shruthiranjan Sen for NDTV So the government under attack for both its foreign policy and its domestic policy at the moment but moving to our other special focus tonight fresh concern over the safety of the Kudukulam nuclear plant after four valves were found malfunctioning last week now the prime minister statement to the Russian Vladimir Putin of the plant becoming operational this month is ruled out as activists warn that this has vindicated their stand of clear and present danger if the plant is made operational the atomic energy regulatory board however maintains it is safe let's just look at both sides of the debate i am pleased to inform you mr president that kudankulam unit 1 will become operational and critical by the next month April is almost over and it's unlikely that this India's newest nuclear plant will open as the prime minister promised the Russian president last month. The latest blow top officials in the Department of Atomic Energy have confirmed to NDTV that the nuclear plant uses plants supplied by a Russian firm Zhiyopodolsk. In February 2012 its chief Sergei Shutov was arrested on charges of supplying poor quality parts to many Russian made nuclear reactors all over the world. But in a statement to NDTV the chairman of the Atomic Energy Commission Ratan Kumar Sinha said as far as Kudankulam is concerned no substandard part has been installed and rigorous testing is being undertaken before the plant is to be started. But in between Kudankulam suffered another blow. The nuclear regulator has demanded further tests. This after NDTV broke the story that the National Watchdog had found four valves supplied by a Russian private firm to be faulty among thousands of valves. The Russian made valves are part of a special cooling system that would avoid a Fukushima type of accident. Activists and villagers near the plant who have staged dramatic protests over the last several months say the latest concern over safety have vindicated them. 
India has already invested over 15,000 crore rupees in the plant, which is already more than five years delayed. Only one reactor was to have opened this month. The remaining staggered over the next few months and years. Facing an average 5,000 megawatt shortfall in electricity, Tamil Nadu desperately needs any power. Although it may get almost half of Kudankulam's power, the rest going to the national grid. The chief minister had overcome protests to back the controversial plant. Authorities insist that a Fukushima-like disaster cannot happen in Kudankulam. To ensure that radiation does not leak out, the fuel is enclosed in a steel vessel that is further covered with two sealed concrete walls that are approximately 1.2 meters thick. In case of loss of power to the reactors, like what happened at Fukushima, there is a 500% backup provided through five separate diesel-powered generating sets, even though only one is enough to cool the reactor. The Indian nuclear regulator now says clearances will be granted only after a satisfactory review. When is anybody's guess? With Pallav Bagla in New Delhi, Anusya Mathur for NDTV. Well, I spoke earlier tonight to the Minister of State in the Prime Minister's office, Mr. Narayanasamy, who's been pushing this, who's been the face of the government really in defending this plant. And uh, Mr. Narayanasamy, Prime Minister Manmohan Singh had told Vladimir Putin that this plant would be commissioned by the 1st of May. That's not going to happen now. What will you actually say, considering you had pushed for this plant and its safety, you had certified it, now that we've seen that four valves actually malfunctioned, so that whole certification of safety seems, flaw uh, seems flawed? No, no, as far as the safety is concerned, I will take a little more time to explain to you. Mm -hmm. Because the safety issue was raised by the agitators and also for some of the civil society organizations. The Honorable Prime Minister constituted a scientist committee about the safety of the nuclear power plant at Kodangulam. They visited, they submitted a report. Then all the safety measures which have been suggested by the committee has been incorporated. The Tamil Nadu government also on its own, they constituted a committee under Dr. Srinivasan. Yes. They also gave a report. They said Kodangulam nuclear power plant is very, very safe. Apart from that, the Honorable Pre former President of India, Dr. Abdul Kalam, went there he visited the plant, he saw all the features, mm -hmm. he also certified that it is a very safety plant. Yes. And these four walls which you have been mentioning, the walls which have been functioning, mm -hmm. sometimes you know at the time when the pressure is given, the walls were not opening automatically. That was a, because thousands of components are there in a nuclear power plant. This was the one of the small component where we wanted to see that should not even zero percent error should be there, mistake should be there. Therefore, we tested it for the last three months. Now, it has been set right. So, you're saying it's set right, it's ready to go in a way, but questions are raised also, Mr. Narayanasamy, after the arrest of a man, Sergei Shutov, uh, last year actually, but the details of the corruption involved, the fact that they act, his, the company actually sold, this is of course the official Russian company, actually sold substandard equipment to nuclear reactors around the world, including Kudakulam. Russian security agencies themselves have said that there should be a probe into every reactor where this equipment was sold. What is the government plan to do about that? Are you actually relooking uh, this entire issue, not just of the valves, but the other equipment which is supplied uh, from Russia? No, no, because I saw the, uh, the news item on that. You might have seen two, two statements have come from. One from the AERB. Another from our Nuclear Power Corporation of India and also the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board on 19th of March and the 
the 20th of March, two, two, two clarifications have come. As far as the valves are concerned, the valves were purchased from a company which is not connected with the company that has been charged in, in, in Russia. The, these valves were purchased from a different company. We follow meticulously, strenuous method of assessing yes. the quality of the product. We, our scientists will do it and it will be also the hydro tested and thereafter when it comes here AERB also tests it, then alone we will fix it. The AERB is every 17 permissions have been given by AERB right from the, the foundation stone till the building the reactors and thereafter commissioning. But Mr. Narayan Sami, a former chairman of the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board, uh, that's Dr. A. Kupalakishnan, has said that there has been repeated failure of plant equipment during hot testing in the run-up to the commissioning of Unit 1. He also made this point about this arrest and how the supplying of substandard equipment raises issues about curriculum as well. He's the former chairman of the AERB. So when you're quoting the current uh, chairman of the current report, why aren't you listening to his statements as well? No, no, as far as that, uh, the Gopalakrishnan's, uh, the press release is concerned, which came in the media, mm -hmm. it was suitably replied by the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board and also our Nuclear Power Corporation of India. Because he was, he was surmising something, he was imagining something and he was giving that statement. Because as far as the company which has been charged, that, that, that is nothing to do with the supply of the walls. Some of the equipments which have been supplied, we testified it. Our, we have got a strenuous method of certifying the quality of the product. And it has, it has been tested in several states. Even in Russia also our scientists go and they test it. Therefore, we, because as far as the nuclear power plant is concerned, our policy is the safety first, power generation later. Safety first, you're saying, sir, but let me just quote to you what the Russian security agencies have said. They've said the scope of this scandal could reach every reactor built and supplied by Russia over the past several years. This demands immediate investigation. Why is the Indian government resisting this investigation? It's not just about the four valves that you talked about. Why aren't they investigating all equipment that came from Russia? No, I would like to give one small example to you which will clarify the position. As far as the, uh, the Kudangula nuclear power plant is concerned, as far as the safety measures are concerned, it is generation 3 plus the nuclear power plant. All the safety measures have been strictly followed. Four, the, four safety trains, passive heat removal system, passive core flooding system, core catcher, passive hydrogen recombiners, double containment, four emergency diesel generators, all these things are being there. I would like to say that with the Russian equipments, Kalpakam nuclear power plant has been installed about 25 years back. It is functioning excellently well even today. But why the resistance to relook? Why is the government resisting this? Not a people. People cannot imagine so many things. If any company official was involved, that company official will be charged in Russia. We are nothing to do with that. We are we are concerned about the quality of the product. But sir, we are the, concerned about the, but cost the quality of the, of the product is under we, question. We negotiate. No, but it's the quality of the product that's under question. No, no, but no, no. They, they, uh, uh, that, that I would like to I like to differ with you. As far as the quality is concerned, we doubly checked. We checked it thrice. 
through our our the nuclear power corporation officials yes. in india and also going to moscow and hydro hydro test also has been done aerb also tested tested it and they certified aerb that the independent the body which is uh, concerned with the safety of the nuclear power plant it tested it and they certified therefore i am i am confident of saying that the kodangulam nuclear power plant where the equipments were supplied by russia is is uh, perfect and their their quality cannot be questioned so final words from you sir when will this plant actually be commissioned be made operational and you are saying do you certify personally as a representative from pondicherry you take the certificate that this plant is absolutely safe no no as far as i am concerned as a minister who is dealing with the subject in fact i have been interacting with the chairman of the nuclear power corporation of india and also secretary atomic energy mm -hmm. and they 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 told me about two days back when i met them that the valve is functioning very well now atomic energy regulatory board is going to visit the plant they will certify it as soon as they certify then the criticality will be given to the plant Mr Narayan Sami thank you very much for joining us uh, this evening Mr Narayan Sami of course agreeing to come and speak only on this topic not the other burning political topics of the day well, let me go across to my other guests listening uh, carefully is of course uh, Mr A Gopalakrishnan former chairman of the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board who's raised many questions now about the safety uh, at Kundakulam I'm also joined by N Ram former editor in chief of the Hindu and with me uh, Pallav Bagla NDTV science editor who of course has been a regular visitor at uh, Kundakulam and uh, many uh, reports uh, from there has been filed by him Mr Gopalakrishnan you heard Mr Narayan Sami and he reacted to concerns that you have raised by saying this is your imagination this is what you have surmised but you have a response has been given by the competent officials are you satisfied with that sir and why are you worried about the safety of the Kundakulam plant um, Mr Narayan Swami has been talking mostly in generalities and um, Uh, he talked about committees which have looked into it, etc. This is all before the new corruption allegations have come out in Russia uh, in the last one year. Even these four walls, I know for a fact that these are not the only defective items there. There are many other things which are also defective. Uh, if they really insist, then they can also be listed out for them. Uh, the walls they are talking about it cannot be written off by saying this are some four walls in thousands of walls which we have mm -hmm. these uh, walls belong to a extremely critical safety system which is specifically put there to take care of the fukushima type accidents another item which is there is the passive heat removal system which is also not working i i know uh, on um, assured words that that system is also in trouble now when you say uh, some other companies have supplied etc either ciopodolsk is a main sub supplier uh, to atomstroy export and a government company and they do get many parts from uh, slightly smaller companies but the responsibility of testing and accepting it lies with uh, ciopodolsk and it is basically there that the corruption was occurring that the uh, ciopodolsk pro uh, procurement director has been uh, buying these items and between them and the sub supplier their sub supplier there was an arrangement to share the profit by taking in inferior materials inferior products and charging at 
at a higher price uh, to the Indians and others. Now let me also say, even though this may not sound very palatable to the government, mm -hmm. that when you have uh, something like this happen, there is a supplier and there is also a buyer. The buyer is the Nuclear Power Corporation of India and the supplier is a Russian company, uh, which is uh, Siopradolsk. Now, um, for five years, more than five years, Siopradolsk has been consistently uh, having this corruption deal with their sub-suppliers and a lot of money has exchanged hands between them. Now, I, and we claim that everything that came to us has been tested four times and they are all uh, super fine. It yeah. is very hard to be convinced of this because uh, if, uh, corruption doesn't take place just on one side. When we have our people who are accepting it after testing it, yes. it is not possible that every single item we tested is, is good. And yet the Russian Federal Police has arrested the procurement director for this. And Bulgaria has raised a lot of questions because they tested many of these things. They found them to be inferior. China is raising questions. Iran also had got supplies from the same source. So basically, I think this uh, and these four walls we heard about from AERB or NTCIL only after on 19th morning I published my article mm -hmm. and behind that article there was two months of literature search which I and few others did mostly from the Russian websites, Russian language mm -hmm. uh, publications which were translated by us into English and from there we found out many of these details including the visit of the uh, senior Indian delegation. Dr. Kuparakshan, yes. really it's uh, frightening no, uh, to, I, listen to, uh, to listen to the points you've raised because they're so crucial and it, can the, how is the government brushing this under the carpet? N. Ram, if you can come in here. Tamil Nadu's chief minister has backed this nuclear power plant very strongly. So we just heard the minister of state, the prime minister's office do the same. The prime minister has uh, given a commitment to the Russia's Vladimir Putin. But these, these revelations really by such a senior, uh, the former head of the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board, are chilling. Do we urgently need to relook at the biases, as many would say, on the Kudugulam power plant? Because we've seen such a divide between those who are for nuclear power and anti-nuclear power. But this comes from a person who headed the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board. Must we listen to this extremely seriously? I have a lot of, uh, Sonia, respect for Dr. Gopalakrishnan, but I do not agree with him. Mm -hmm. I think the plant is very safe. In fact, I was very impressed with the minister's response, Mr. Narayan Sami's response, because it is very well informed and reasonable. I think the Indian nuclear power program has a very good safety record. I don't like the nuclear weaponization program. That's a different matter. But the power, power plants, nuclear power reactors have had an excellent safety uh, record. But having said that, I must point out that we haven't done very much. It's still very, it's only 2.85 percent. Uh, its share in uh, the, the total power uh, capacity in the country. So it's very, very small compared with what uh, developed countries and emerging countries, some emerging countries have, uh, uh, have developed. But I think uh, everything has been done to, uh, to, uh, to ensure the safety of this. Of course, there are people, there are professional agitators. I don't want to name them. There are those who will never be convinced. They may be sincere. Dr. Gopalakrishnan has raised, I think, rather than these details, he has raised a very important point earlier. He, he raised it. 
and in the Hindu we published it also. Mm-hmm. That is the independence of the new of the uh, Atomic Energy uh, Regulatory Board, the AERB. Uh, it's uh, you know it's under the Department of uh, Atomic Energy, under the Atomic Energy Commission. So how do you how how can it be independent? I introduced the Nuclear Safety Regulatory Authority Bill introduced in uh, 2011 went to a committee and then uh, yes. they've forgotten about it. It's not been introduced in the Rajya Sabha. So I think they're not very serious about ensuring the independence. The government should do it. But, but Kudankulam itself, I think, uh, is completely safe. Everything under the sun has been done. And I think the minister is right in saying those allegations that have surfaced in Russia have nothing to do with the safety aspects of Kudankulam. That's my considered so, view. And I think we've had enough of so, resistance. So, We've had enough of delay, and t- the time has come to go forward. There is no risk at all. Dr. Kupalakshan, you wanted to come in and respond to that, because uh, uh, clearly... Uh, so, so, yes, go ahead, sir. So, so, yes. Uh, uh, so, Sonia, I, I too have uh, great regard for Mr. Ram. But the point is, these kind of comments and uh, in-depth things, uh, some former president walking through the place for two hours is not going to come out with a full impression of what is good and what is bad. Uh, especially he has really no, he's a great scientist in space, sciences and all that, but he has really no background in the nuclear engineering or reactor side. Let, let us set that aside. I want to also emphasize that I am not an anti-nuclear person. I have worked 50 years in uh, nuclear engineering and science in some of the best establishments in the world and uh, also in the earlier days under uh, different leadership. I have worked within the atomic energy system of ours in mm-hmm. many areas, including the nuclear submarine project. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't count me as an anti-nuclear person, and I don't want it to be written. All I am saying is there is enough evidence to show that a very careful total relook is called for. And whether Prime Minister promised to Putin a date or, uh, you know, a lot of delays have taken place, etc., is not the reason to start this reactor. The point is that these four walls which they claim is, uh, uh, first of all, the problems are not limited to just these four walls. Mm -hmm. Now, they happen to be outside the reactor vessel where it is accessible and therefore it was noticed. But there are a lot of other parts which Siopodolsk has supplied which are inside the uh, reactor vessel in closed areas which if this reactor is started up, it will then become radioactive, uh, the area will become radioactive, and then the excuse of the uh, NPCIL and the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board is that, look, you know, uh, unfortunately that area is totally radioactive and we cannot uh, uh, inspect them now. That is why we are cautioning right now, please do not start. Uh, if necessary, open up. but. Primarily, make a complete list of supplies which were received from Siopodolsk. See how each one of them have been tested. These claims that it has been tested in Russia, it has been tested in India and all that will not hold water. In that case, part by part, let the government of India prepare a complete list of what tests have been done, who witnessed it, why we have not given it to a neutral third party for such inspections, etc. Many questions do come up. Of this course, is the major, first major nuclear power plant with foreign 
assistance we are doing. So I think all this has to be done in the interest of public safety. It is not just because uh, people in Kudangulam are protesting. Most of the people who are protesting don't, unfortunately, don't know all these details, I'm mm -hmm. saying. I am with, with uh, a great deal of experience I am saying this and neither the minister nor the people who have been advising him have, uh, have really looked into this. And there is a lot of cover up going on uh, for years in this department and I think it's about time to stop it before they start killing people. And I, I think that uh, that point is true, Dr. Kuparishan, that you speaking out lends a credibility to this argument, which I think uh, those who are seen as organized agitators uh, are accused of certain biases. But also joining me tonight is uh, Dr. Shikumar Banerjee. Now, he's the former chairman of the Atomic Energy Commission, uh, currently professor at the Homi Bhabha Atomic Research Center. So we really have the experts on tonight to talk, Professor uh, Dr. Banerjee. You've heard very strong argument, an argument backed by facts, backed by research. Dr. Gopala Krishnan making his points very, very carefully about why there's need for public safety for a relook at these parts. It's been delayed 25 years. What's the harm if it's delayed uh, for uh, some more time? What would you like to say, sir? Uh, we have been actually following the entire quality assurance procedure uh, and uh, I, I would like to inform the audience here that uh, the, we have a team sitting in Russia from NPCIL who have been following the entire quality assurance program, which is stipulated right in the beginning. So essentially all that has been done in the component level has been tested at the site and not just at the site at the final stage, but at the uh, production level at different stages of the production. Now what is testing being done today is something different. That is after integration. So obviously one can understand that when you are talking of a system which constitutes uh, really millions of parts, so one has to see the integrated functioning of that whole thing. While testing that, it has been found that yes, these four valves have been faulty. Fault in the sense that there are certain design intents. It is clear that uh, what uh, Dr. Gopal Krishna mentioned, I fully agree that this is in a very critical point because this is for the core flooding system. In case of any, any problem, in case of loss of coolant accident and such things, this is the system from where the core flooding will occur by borated water and something like one million liter of water will come into the system. But so now this, no, it's sorry, not that the valve is not opening and things No, but like the that. key but the points question, that Dr. Gopalakrishnan yes, mentioned aren't being addressed really because the points he's mentioned is that it's not just about four valves. He says that he knows and the team working with him know based on research that there have been several other problems that have not come out in the media. He also points out that once you have corruption raised by a procurement director in the firm supplying these parts, how can we believe the certificate which has come from there? Also raising the point, I mean, and this is of course similar to Augusta Western, that corruption can't uh, happen only on one side. Once corruption, the issue, the shadow of corruption hangs over this procurement set by Russian security agencies, surely we have to relook. What's wrong in doing a relook? Especially given what's at stake. So, no, th so this, the issue of relook so, for so comes later. I the first point that comes is that, that uh, yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let me complete, let yes. me complete. The issue is that, first of all, component level testing and certification has been completed to the satisfaction of NPCIL and also to the satisfaction and all these documents. There's a really a huge volume of document. What Dr. Gopal Krishna has mentioned, I fully agree that there is a necessity for keeping these complete the document for quality control and it is there, all in place, all in place 
and it's all open. It has been all examined by the NPCL and AERB. So we are not. We, sh we should not go to that fundamentals. Now the next question is that when you are trying to integrate, there are there are surprises. Surprises in the sense here the valves did not function as per the original design intent. Mm -hmm. So it's a question of the uh, the, the flooding in. It's, it's just like a, it's essentially something like a uh, like a flash tank in a in a in a. Uh, um, in a uh, bathroom and you know that that flush tank has to operate and there's a fine tuning of the level of water at which it will operate and things are like here there are pressure the temperature at which the different systems will keep operating and this is where we found that it is not as per the design intent so that is the root cause and immediately what has been done is that we opened up those valves and after that they have been yes. the components have been replaced mm -hmm. actually say now uh, some of the components have also come from the Indian suppliers and it's now uh, assembled back and on that the testing has also been done but this but testing what has been done yes. is in the ambient condition or slightly hot condition up to uh, I think about, uh, about just, 110 me, degrees Celsius or no about that before but, I go back yeah. to before I go back to uh, Dr. Kupalakishan who wants to come this one I just want to go across to Pallav Bagla because Pallav what also is unprecedented as I said is that a person of Dr. Gopala Krishnan's stature comes out so openly raising concerns. Why is it that the government seems ready to dismiss those? Why is it that it's not that an, we ha don't say that let's have an independent panel? Uh, Mr. Ram also raised the issues of you know the regulatory body, the fact that it eventually does report to the government. In a sense, we're seeing similar issues being raised around the CBI and the Supreme Court tomorrow. Are there key issues of public safety, public concern, and whether they are addressed adequately once the government has made up its mind? Well, there's a certain deficit of trust which is there between the people who are making the nuclear plant and people living near the nuclear plant and people opposing the nuclear plant. See, all of this can certainly be sorted out if there were an independent team which came in and certified the plant. And you have a provision for that which is the operational safety review team of the International Atomic Energy Agency. They can come in for a pre-commissioning safety review. There is a formal set procedure. India asked for an OSART mission last year for the Rajasthan Atomic Power Station which is a functional power plant. Mm -hmm. There is no reason why they can't ask for an OSART mission to come and review the Kudunkulam plant. That would be one way of raising the trust level of what is happening in Kudunkulam. Now, also we need to understand See, there is somewhere along the line obfuscation by the Nuclear Power Corporation of India Limited and the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board and the Department of Atomic Energy. Since January, when I first interviewed the Chief of the Atomic Energy, he said it will be commissioned in two weeks' time. They knew at that point there were four faulty valves. They didn't tell us. Who told us in April? It was a press release from the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board saying four valves are faulty. It was really the bounden duty of the Department of Atomic Energy and the Nuclear Power Corporation of India to tell people that they have faulty parts in it. That is where the real trust deficit is setting in. But as far as the record of the atomic energy goes, they have almost 20 reactors functioning for over 350 years of reactor experience and there has been no accident. That's a grand safety record. Whether there will be an accident at Kudankulam when it starts, we don't know. It has to start. But we can't say anything unless there is a proper certification done by a third party. We can't take the risk uh, really. But Mr. Uday Kumar joins me now. I'm sorry, it's a bad Skype connection. So we've been losing you on and off, sir. Mr. Uday Kumar, in a sense, 
the worry about this is that organized agitators as uh, mr narayan sami mr ram said are going to jump onto this and say look this vindicates our safety concerns and that actually takes away people would say from the seriousness of the issue when you have a uh, former as i said head of the aerb like dr goparakshan coming out what would you like to see now in a way which this is the issue not just about the people of kundakulam who of course are crucial in this but a larger issue of the safety regulations the safety checks that are going into a plant like this and to all nuclear power plants around india well i would like to point out a few uh, issues first of all the rosatom website clearly points out that the russian power projects in tianwan in china busher in iran and kudangulam in india have received spare parts and equipment from geopodals from 2007 onward even earlier and in february 2012 the russian authorities arrested the procurement director mr sergey shutov in july 2012 our own official from the atomic energy regulatory board and npcal uh, the department of atomic energy special secretary mr ap joshi and mr ninian kumar visited not only russia but also the geopodals premises in july last year and they discussed about the kurangram 1 and 2 issues there when they asked the npcil this year in january yes they come they blankly said that they did not know any anything about the geopodals inquiry or the arrest or if we have received any spare part from geopodals which is a complete lie and it is not simply geopodals there is another company called infontech whose director mr alexander moraz has been arrested and is put in prison for 3 years and they have been supplying spare and and equipment also so why is it why is it those those are key issues you raised and dr kuparakishan let me go across to you because as you said you're not an anti nuclear person at all you spent your life in this uh, field of nuclear energy final words from you tonight sir on the various arguments you heard in the show uh, you heard uh, dr shikumar banerji very carefully outlining the safety regulations and measures that are in place and saying there's no need now for a relook at all the measures uh, which are in the statutes is one thing but they are only as good as uh, their implementation now if uh, what uh, uday kumar said is correct the npcil and aerb knew about this whole problem for a long time and uh, um, there is a little correction to what uh, uh, palav said uh, they did not out of their goodness come out on 19th april and uh, mention this problem 19th early morning in the new indian express i had a well researched article which was published and the same evening pronto the aerb and the npcil reacted it is not that uh, they reacted on their own it is because i had written a, a compelling article which almost forced them to react now my question is that itself is suspicious if these people knew all along this problem uh, in the house uh why were they saying you know in another two weeks we are starting etc without even giving a hint that there is a problem like this uh now they have called their uh, principal uh, ntcil man in moscow has been recalled and he has come to uh, kudangulam for discussions yes uh, a special secretary of the department of atomic energy who is a very senior person mm -hmm. spent more than one one and a half days in zeopodols five months after the arrest of their their senior uh, official yes. 
And I, I just cannot believe that the special secretary did not discuss, did not discuss the arrest, which should have been known to every NPCIL guy in Moscow, mm -hmm. would have known about it, would have been worried about it. I would go to the extent of saying that Mr. Narayana Swami probably knew this as well, from right from that day. Mm -hmm. And now they are giving a big uh, cover-up uh, this thing to say everything is dandy, you know, you, you trust us. This trust us we are hearing for years and uh, I agree fully with Uday Kumar, even someone uh, like me who have worked within the system, within the Indian system for several years, I do not trust an iota of what these people say and there need to be an independent Today's uh, AERB yes. chairman is a person who has been for Very almost 30. <laughs> almost 30 years he was a he was in uh, a member of the NPCIL and uh, you know they couldn't find anybody else to head the Atomic Energy Regulatory Board other than to pick someone who has been a 30-year employee of NPCIL whose uh, loyalty so throughout sense, his life was there, all his are with the Dr. Kupalakishan, as I said, very and strong concerns raised by you. I think it, it yeah. is that the government needs to listen to them, at least for assurance of public safety. Thank you all very much uh, for joining us tonight. I'd like to continue. We've got some breaking news uh, coming in right now. I'm going to go straight across uh, to our correspondents, breaking that A. Vedyanathan and Barkhadath also with us. Uh, Vedya, let me go straight across to you. A bombshell on the eve of the Supreme Court's hearing tomorrow on the affidavit filed by the CBI director. We now know that there's all-out war between the two of the senior-most government's law officers. Tell us what you have. Exactly. Just hours before the Supreme Court begins the hearing in the controversial coal scam case, additional Solicitor General Mr. Arain P. Rawal, who has been representing CBI in this coal scam case, has written a letter to the Attorney General Gulam Wahanwadi accusing him of interference and making him... In mm -hmm. fact, we are told it's a four-page letter, clearly uh, gives details of the meeting. In fact, the letter also goes on to say that uh, he received an SMS from the Attorney General to come and join the meeting at the law minister's. When he went there, all the other officials and AG was also there and the law minister was also there. And the letter goes on to say how he is interfering in other cases, particularly the high-profile cases. It may be recollected, it may be recalled that Mr. R.N.P. Rawal is a senior additional solicitor general. He appears in number of cases representing the CBI. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, when we tried to contact Harian Rawal, he simply confirmed yes, but did not give much detail. So, sources tell us he was in fact uh, willing to put down his, uh, uh, willing to resign as AAC because uh, when the last hearing, when the court asked Harian Rawal whether the report was shared with the government, he checked with the CBI officer and informed the court saying no, it was not shared. And Attorney General also told the court that the report, status report was not shared. But the CBA director's affidavit clearly says the report, the first status report was shared with the government. So we'll have to wait and watch what exactly happens tomorrow. In fact, tomorrow CBA will be represented by Uday, uh, uh, another senior advocate, Uday Lalit, not by Harin Dawal. So we'll have to see whether Harin Dawal will be present there in the Supreme Court to tell his side of truth. So, so will he almost be a witness in the case, in a sense, uh, representing uh, Barkha that joins me now. Barkha, the political ramifications of this will be huge because this whole issue with the law minister, the government sticking to its stand of it only being grammatic, uh, grammatical changes and consultations has now come to a point where uh, government's law officers are fighting, literally saying that they had to lie, that they're being forced to lie in front of the Supreme Court. One, uh, Harin Ravel saying that he's being made a scapegoat. So this going right up to the top. 
Well, I think Sonia Vedya scooping that letter written by uh, the additional solicitor general to the attorney general, a battle between the government's top law officers has created a political fiasco for the government. We were just reporting earlier on this program that the prime minister was getting personally involved in what the government was going to say tomorrow in front of the Supreme Court, the government maintaining that the law minister had done nothing wrong. Now you have a key protagonist. Who is Harun Ravel? Harun Ravel was not just one of the senior most lawyers of the government, he was also appearing in court as the lawyer for the CBI. He was the man who sought to lose the most because he was the man who stood up in the Supreme Court and on the basis of what he was told by his client, in this case the CBI, informed the Supreme Court that nobody had seen the cold report. In other words, what he said was incorrect. What he said could be treated by the court as contempt or perjury. Now you have the same man who attended that meeting, called by the law minister in a four-page letter, according to my colleague Vedya, detailing what happened at that meeting, detailing that he was sent an SMS message to attend that meeting and saying that it's it's the Attorney General, the topmost law officer of the government who actually has made him a scapegoat, who's washed his own hands off the entire case and who has regularly interfered in high-profile CBI cases. So I think the scoop that we're seeing by Vedya of this letter creates an embarrassment for the government at a time when the government was playing it really aggressive. The government was saying, we've done nothing wrong and we're going to back the law minister. Are they going to back the Attorney General? You have the additional Solicitor General ready to resign. He seems to have decided that he's not going to make it through flying colors either way but what about all the others he's now opened the front he's directly targeting the attorney general the same attorney general that the prime minister met with to discuss the government defense and uh, Barkha, really, you said political fiasco, but even more in a sense, because if he points the finger at the Attorney General, the Attorney General, if there's forced to be perhaps the Attorney General having to resign, Harun Ravel clearly ready to resign, where does this go politically then? That's really the question, because again, uh, this whole uh, safeguarding of the law minister, isolating him, doesn't seem to be a strategy that the opposition will let the government get away with it. Sonia, as Arun Jaitley said uh, in an interview to us, there were simply too many people at this meeting. And I think that's, that's actually what happened. There are so many protagonists. There's the CBI director, there's the law minister, there's, uh, 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 there's the attorney general, Gulam Vanwati, and there is now this additional solicitor general uh, who is no longer representing the CBI in court, as uh, Vedya mentioned. And he has basically decided uh, that with the entire focus and perhaps anticipating that the entire uh, responsibility will be placed at his door, he's turning it back. He's not going down without a fight. And I think the government's strategy to believe that this could be isolated around one individual or two is simply not working. The Attorney General, in any case, be been in the eye of the storm. He stands uh, to explain as much to the court as Harun Ravel does as the senior most law officer of the government. And this is a huge embarrassment for the government hours before the Supreme Court is to uh, uh, look at uh, not just the cold scam and the status reports that have been placed before it, but also that CBI affidavit in which the director virtually conceded that there had been an attempt to interfere with his agency's work. In fact, A. Vedanathan is still online with me. Vedya, uh, back to you really on this unprecedented face of. We saw, of course, the earlier fiasco when uh, the earlier Attorney General had to uh, resign apparently over a tiff with the law minister. This fiasco unprecedented also in the way that the government is trying to run its senior most law officers. We've had former senior law officers come out, Harish Salvi making the point that the law ministry and the uh, we do not report to the law minister in a sense at all. The government doesn't agree with that. But his point is that we represent, we are the officers of the court and that is our first responsibility. Has that been completely undermined here? And is that why Harun Ravel was forced to speak out? Has there been any reaction from the Attorney General so far? Exactly, Sonia. You are rightly said these law officers are first officers of the court. That's why they can't hide the truth. They will have to uh, tell what exactly happened. In fact, Harin Ravel was, uh, when Yelia spoke to him, he simply said whatever he knows, he will inform the court. 
So now this letter tells clearly, but as far as Attorney General is concerned, so far no reaction. Normally Attorney General doesn't react much on these issues, particularly a case pending in the Supreme Court. Right, well, we'll all, all eyes on that case in the Supreme Court tomorrow, Vedinathan, and of course, uh, you'll be there covering that. But the breaking news at this hour, the India's second senior most law officer, the additional solicitor general, has is all set to resign an explosive letter, political bombshell before the Supreme Court hears this case tomorrow. He said he's being made a scapegoat by the Attorney General and the Attorney General, who of course represents the centre. He was representing the centre in the court case, is trying to interfere in the CBI status report. That's the breaking news. Keep watching. Coming up next, the buck stops here.